It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Final Saturday of October. I'm Jeff Parles. Welcome in, everyone. Alex White is here alongside. How are you doing this morning? Good. I'm excited. It's going to be a great day. A lot of uh, home dogs that uh, home may dogs. have a chance. Yeah, it went outright. Home dogs, Al. Oh, so we know where Alex is leaning today. Very good. That is the Pay dulcet, attention, folks. The dulcet tones of Vinny Maliulo, the best hair in the business. Thank you. Uh, we were having a fun discussion of uh, Coach Vinny back in the day. Yes. Several, oh my God, decades. I coached, of course, I played and coached with Alex's dad, Kenny. We had, oh. We we need a, we need I need a few shows just to go talk about the, uh, those episodes. Just adding and, on more books, obviously uh, the two the uh, the three books that Chris has already written. Yeah. A fourth one coming soon as well. That's right. Uh, you you got to get the writing. Done. Well, yeah, as long as Chris keeps writing books, I'm good because I I he he's kind enough to put put, put me in. His well, you book. had you've always he, you've always said you've had more pictures in his first book than he did. No, right? he says that. Yeah, he says that, which I, I you know which I gave him clearance on you know so that's uh i'm happy to uh happy to assist in that regard all i know is in uh in the uh and then one day chris, chris's first book yes. uh, of course available on amazon right now still yeah get uh it. and a must read a must read and i'm not saying that to suck up to the boss it is a great read mm-hmm. all the way through excellent the picture of him and roxy roxborough <laughs> is still my favorite picture <laughs> in that book it's an all-time classic you know i i have to tell you, and roxy Roxy's uh, had a big influence on, you know, not, you know, just of for all of us. And um, there's some great photos. We still take good pictures with Roxy, too. We just took some recently uh, during the uh, uh, G2E, the gaming, uh, yep. the gaming expo here. And uh, we kind of, what we do a lot of times with the pictures is compare them to, <laughs> to the ones that, that you're talking about. Well, so, and uh, yeah. of course, uh, Roxy helped Chris pick out uh, the hat he had two weeks ago. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, uh, nice, the, the nice fedora. Yes. Well, yeah, it was it was either that or the you know Chris was tinkering with the Greek fisherman's hat. Yes, the Greeks, the, as Chris was saying, the Greek fisherman's hat. Right. That is not that worn nobody in Greece. wears in Greece. <laughs> That's not worn in Greece. So once he did, I said, "Well, just you know, go check out a fedora." So then a couple of days later, we ran into Roxy at an event, and that was it. Roxy confirmed it. And the rest is history. That's it, buddy. As say. we say, yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's get into it. A Saturday in college football. Vinny, we only have you for a few minutes because uh, you have a day job. Yeah, there, that's, uh, there's some things to do back there. So, so. Let, let's, just, let's just go right into it. I'll uh-huh. let you, I'll let you uh, pick the direction here. Which games are the games that you guys behind the counter are, are spotlighting the most here today? Well, I think you, you kind of you go by what's getting to play, right? Of yeah, I mean, I think that uh, that's really what dictates things. I guess the first one will be... Uh, the third game on the rotation today, 125-126, Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, you're toggling back and forth between uh, Tennessee, a three-and-a-half or four-point favorite. So taking four points with the home dog, uh, uh, the uh, 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 Kentucky Wildcats, and uh, laying the three-and-a-half when it goes. So uh, not a lot of movement on the total, you know, just hanging around 51, 52. Uh, but that's a game there. Uh, Alex, I know it's, it's a home dog. I think we're trying to wait to see if, Kentucky's not recovered from that beatdown uh, to Georgia, and Tennessee's make you know been uh, been a difficult out. So, uh, your your thoughts on this one? 
Yep, this is one of the home dogs I do like. I took Kentucky plus four. Definitely a situational spot, like you mentioned, Vinny. Played very good against Bama. They were winning in the first half, and then they let that one slip away. So, one, they're going to be, you know, down a little bit physically and then emotionally mm -hmm. losing that. So, I like Kentucky here. They're very well coached, and Tennessee's offense is just down from last year with Joe Milton at quarterback, averaging 31.6 points per game compared to last year's 46. Point one, So, jumped in early, grabbed the four with the Wildcats. You know, again, we, we mm -hmm. talked about this a little bit yesterday on, on the Football Friday version of this show. Uh -huh. Just a matter for me, can Kentucky get enough offense? Where yeah. the last two weeks, Georgia drilled them, which is not much of a shock. And then the game against Mizzou, they're up 14 nothing, and then get blasted. Uh, the fake punt for mm -hmm. a touchdown for Missouri flipped that game on its head. And for Tennessee, you mentioned it. Last week, they were the better team for 30 minutes. And in Alabama, like they did to Ole Miss, dominated the second half. Yeah. They made the coaching adjustments. Not much of a shock that Saban is better than Heupel. But I don't know many people that are on the same level as Nick Saban, uh, to put it politely. Uh, I, I didn't bet this game. I didn't bet this game because I'm lower on Kentucky than I think the market is at this point. If, if, uh, if they're not getting a big, big day, on the ground. That's the key for them. If, if yeah. they can't run the ball, because when they've been at their best this year, it's been when, when Ray Ray Davis has been incredible. Obviously, that game against Florida, he ran for 280 mm -hmm. yards. But he was slowed down against Georgia. He was really slowed down after the first quarter against Mizzou. If Tennessee's able to slow him down, I don't think Leary's capable of beating a good team with his arm. No question. It, it all revolves around him. And uh, if they can't get a consistent game, out of their uh, offensive backfield, then things uh, have, you know, we, we saw it in the two losses, right? And there's no real, there's, there's no other option for them. So um, this is a game, though, that uh, I think, you know, right now, this is <clears throat> a, a really good uh, early, uh, I mean, a late betting game, even though it's uh, uh, early on the, on the rotation. Again, remember, rotation numbers uh, really dictate how we uh, uh put the games in order, not in time order. So this one's a four o'clock, uh, but it's only it's listed as the third game on the schedule. And I love that four o'clock because I think it's going to be a great atmosphere, good yeah. crowd there for Kentucky night game. You know, people are show up for those. It does scare me a little bit because Tennessee has dominated in this rivalry. But I mean, this is a much better Kentucky team than we've seen, especially over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. I think the uh, the next game uh, uh, and is a nine o'clock game. This one here we uh, we should get to because this one has really seen uh, uh, quite a bit of action. It's Duke and Louisville, one thirty three and one thirty four uh, on the on the rotation numbers. Uh, four uh, up to six now. Louisville, Louisville favored here. Now, of course, um, you know you've got the situation with Duke's quarterback uh, Leonard. Uh, he had to leave last game, and I think that's uh, obviously. You, the latest yeah, report. You got. I was going to say, Pete, Jeff, you Pete got that Dimel this morning uh, at a, a nice hearty 4.30 a.m. Pacific with this article. Mm -hmm. Game time decision, but there is optimism for his chances to play. Yeah. For From my perspective, I think it's nuts that they're even considering playing him today with him, re, with him aggravating that ankle injury a, yeah. a week ago in Tallahassee. Duke's going to a bowl game, and they're probably going to a pretty reasonable bowl game, even with a loss today. I, I 
I don't think that's the right decision for him even to be a game time decision at this rate. Well, I think what they're what they're thinking is maybe you know do they still have a chance to get to the ACC title game, right? I mean, it's it's would take a lot. It it would yeah, they need help, uh, but they're also trying to take care of their business, and that would speak to a a much higher bowl game, right? I mean, I'm not of saying course. it's going to make the that it, it's a playoff game, but it's certainly. Uh, a, a situation where, hey, you know, we'd like to play on New Year's, right, or New Year's Eve. Uh, they could, they could play. They could te- technically get sent to Miami and yeah. play in the Orange Bowl yeah. with a second place finish. Yeah. in in the ACC. So this year. I don't know if you have a, a play on this one, Alex, but it has moved. But I guess you know the quarterback situation is is what is going to uh, determine. Yeah, I definitely stayed away from this one because of that. I mean, Louisville, they lost to Pittsburgh, but then they finally got their bye week, right? So Mm -hmm. they had played seven straight before that loss. And they are playing really good, averaging 33 points per game, 8.9 yards per pass attempt. Um, If Leonard was a go, I'd probably lean towards Duke here, but I decided to pass. Vinny, I do want to ask you about a 9 a.m. game that's going to go in Lawrence here today. Kansas football Mm -hmm. against Oklahoma. Betters have taken Kansas here. Uh, even though Jalen Daniels, it would be a shocker if he played this week with that back injury. It's going to be Jason Bean, mm-hmm. more likely than not. I, I Open 10, squarely down, a, a whole point and a half to eight and a half here on KU getting it at home against Oklahoma. Yeah, there are some, uh, we're at eight and a half, and uh, there are some eights out there. I think what folks are looking at is that Oklahoma, listen, Venable's first year there last year, their 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 defense struck. I mean, he's he was defensive coordinator for so long at Clemson, uh, and you know that I think it was a surprise to folks at how poor Oklahoma's defense was a year. It's much better this year, but it's actually given up some points too in in uh, in some recent games. So when when you look at it, um, you, you know I think it's just a matter of of value. Um, again, in college college teams. We'll look ahead. You know, I, I always say this: college teams are tend to, uh, you know, to look ahead, particularly to rivalry games. And remember, Bedlam is early this year; it's next week uh, against Oklahoma State, who's playing much better. Um, pro teams can have letdowns, uh, but 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 the college maybe maybe there's a look at maybe that's what's on the minds of some folks. Um, Bean's done a pretty good job for the Jayhawks as well, and I think it was a play on the double digits, Alex. Yeah, you were talking about Oklahoma, right? Look ahead. They have Oklahoma State mm-hmm. up next. I did take the 10 with Kansas here. They are much mm-hmm. better at home than on the road. I know they lost two of their last three, but those were on the road. 4-0 and straight up and 3-1 and ATS at home, outscoring opponents by 20 in Lawrence. And then they've been outscored by 9 on the road. So, again, another bye week. Extra time to prepare here for Kansas, but jumped in early with the 10. I, I had the ten as well. I would mm-hmm. not be shocked if this is an outright upset. Right. Would not would not be shocked. You would, haven't been very high on Oklahoma. You know, what, yes, but this is a really tricky spot, as both of you said. Would Bedlam next week, and they were lucky to win that game a week ago at against, home against Central Florida, yeah. who is not as good. Look, with Plumley, maybe they are on the same level as this Kansas team is, uh, but I. Would not be shocked if Kansas pulls an outright shocker today and really throws a wrench into the Big 12's potential playoff plans. If uh, with a KU win, that best the team's going to do is 12 and one in the Big 12. Well, if if that happens, if Oklahoma loses, then 
the Big 12 is probably on the outside looking in. They would be. They would uh, be in terms sure of the moment. playoff again. This is yeah. the last year of the of the, the four team playoff. I want to point out a game that's it's not early. It's a pr- fairly early in the rotation, but uh, it's a it's a five o'clock Pacific start. And the reason I'm bringing it up is Old Dominion and James Madison. James Madison uh, up to up, th- up three points off the opener, eighteen up to twenty one. And I've got to tell you, the reason I bring it up is because. We've got more action on this game than, let's say, uh, the first game on, uh, on the rotation, Michigan State and Minnesota. We've had action on Madison games all year. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, we, we, we've talked quite a bit about them. The fact that they're not bull eligible in the uh, infinite wisdom of the NCAA, why, I don't know. But, um, look, this is a good program. I'm glad they're in, in D1 now, Alex. But this is a game – Two, where I think you have to pay attention to the line movement, and I'm, I'm not sure if you have, but three touchdowns now uh, it seems to be. Uh, you know, I don't think you're going to lay it. I I love the two way action on the side. I'm not on the side. I'm actually on the over. I took okay. over 48 and a half. I know my dad Good. and my grandpa. They took Old Dominion plus 20, so that gave me a lot of faith that this team is going to score as well. I mean, mm-hmm. James Madison won last year, 37 to three, but this is a much better Monarchs team. They already have uh, one more win than they finished with last year. But I love this James Madison team. I think Jordan McLeod has been really good at quarterback for them. And I said it every week, they're fun to watch. So I usually yeah. do have a at least a small bet. You have something their, involved, yeah, either side or total. James Very Madison. good. You know you know what's the most amazing part of this game, Vinny? The total hasn't moved at all. No, no. not that Legitimately much. Legitimately 49, yeah. and it stayed there the whole week. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. Uh, if it's moved, it's uh, it's about a half a point. We haven't seen, we've seen other totals move. Uh, quite a bit, but no, uh, not in this one. Oh, it was pretty, uh, pretty wild, all things considered. I do want to ask you this real quick mm-hmm. because it's a game Alex is on. It's a game that I will probably make my, my myself be on as well. But the weather in Colorado today, Vinny, potential for up to a foot of snow now in the state of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Colorado State's hosting Air Force. Yeah. This has been taken from 12 as high as to 15, back to 14 and a half when it was uh, actually earlier today. Just yeah, we, back ju- to we, we just went to 14 and a half here uh, at South Point. Right. Uh, the always beloved game that the total is bet down, but the favorite continues to get bet up north of two touchdowns, down to 46 and a half. Mm-hmm. Vinny, we've had this discussion with rain. It's the same deal with snow. Snow on its own, not much of an impact. Snow with wind. The, Very much an impact. Yeah, the wind is uh, can tend to be a, a bigger factor, right? And, and again, when you have a, a game like this that gets wrong, I, I suspect that we'll see some more support for the home underdog here, particularly with the weather and the fact that it's gone through two touchdowns now, right? So again, the game opened uh, a twelve Air Force that with that possession game. Well, we know that Colorado State can score too, and so. Um, again, is the weather going to have an impact? Probably, Alex, but that's why points are at a premium when you get the, those factors involved. Yes, they are. I wish I had two more points. I jumped on a little bit too early. I took Colorado State plus 12 and a half before the weather reports. But as you mentioned, they can mm-hmm. score their our feisty team. I mean, they've held in there with a lot of teams. Even last week against UNLV, I thought that really proved the direction this team is mm-hmm. going. I mean, they came down to the wire with them. Um, but Air Force, too, I I do think they're a really good team, but maybe a little overrated. I mean, they beat up on a lot of Mountain West teams that have been uh, mm-hmm. not so great. And then they've also, their first two games, Robert Morris and Sam Houston. So 
I think um, I think the Rams can hang in this one as long as the weather's not too bad. I know it it'll be tough to uh, throw the ball. The only the only thing that I said, and I said this to Chris yesterday, Vinny on the show yeah. and Alex. It's a little bit strange to me where, to me, Colorado State is a better team than Navy. The only thing that Navy really had going for it is that it was similar style. It was a motion, too, yeah, right? Man, I mean, it's, it's a rivalry, rivalry game. game. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I get that. But yeah. the game closed 11 last week. Mm-hmm. This is 14 and a half. Yeah. And there's no, there's no elevation issues here. You got both teams always playing at a mile high. Sure. Uh, you have a, it's a conference game. Air Force also plays Army next week. So mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of a look-ahead spot. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, but I, they're also undefeated, right? And no, want to keep I, that unblemished we, record, we, right? We, yeah. Look, we've we've talked about that yesterday. This yeah. was a 12-team playoff. Air Force would have a really good claim to getting that non-Power 5 spot. They would be lobbying. Like. That's for sure. I would say that they should be getting it. If they yeah. go 13-0, they should be a lock. It's a shame that we wouldn't see an Air Force versus uh, – Big 12 champion game. That would be a game where I would absolutely bet Air Force over whoever uh, against whoever sure. wins the Big 12. It would get support. I mean, yeah. it would be some sort of support. Air Force takes a trip to Austin. I, I could get behind That'd that. Be a, you get, <laughs> get behind that. Next year, buddy. Next, Next year, year, yes. The other Colorado, you you were mentioning. Uh, uh, oh, Coach the, Prime. Yeah. Oh. I mean, no, he's uh, he's not going to have to deal with any uh, uh, any snow uh, in, in Los Angeles. You but, sure about that? Uh, I'm pretty confident that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I I can tell you this: the no snow is a, is a pretty significant favorite. Um, UCLA from seventeen as low as fourteen until we get back to fourteen and a half. So uh, a lot of support for for the Buffs here in this one, and um, but yet under money, you know, again hmm. sixty three down to sixty one. I believe that there'll be some more uh, support for the over as we get closer to kickoff today. This is a four thirty game. Uh, so, and there'll be a lot carrying over to it that's going to impact the number there, too. So, uh, but again, uh, a lot of support for Colorado early, and uh, and uh, we didn't, you know, find the uh, UCLA threshold, Alex, till we got the 14. Love Colorado plus 17 and a half. Took that early. Colorado good, coming good off a much needed buy. Um, they had a pretty tough schedule, and, you know, against Oregon, that was a really bad spot for them. So, I think they hang in this one. I think Coach Prime will have his team ready. Going back to week one, I mean, he really instilled in his team, like, you can be anyone. Mm-hmm. They went out there. They handled their business against TCU. Now we're kind of seeing that they're not the same TCU team as mm-hmm. last year. But still, I think he gets them ready. And um, his players needed that that week off as well. Uh, here's an interesting one out of Kansas right now, real quick, guys. Uh, Jalen Daniels did a full warm-up today, mm-hmm. and Jalen Daniels is currently dressed in a uniform. Okay. So, again, it's still nothing on if he's going to play or not. That's a uh, that's a report from uh, the uh, the paper in Topeka that uh, uh, that covers the uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, Jordan Gusky on the report there for the uh, Topeka Capital Journal. All so, right. uh, you know. I'm sure he took 10. <laughs> I'll say this, if Daniels is in, I'll just ask you this real quick. If Daniels somehow shocks us all and does play here, because it's down to seven and a half in some spots now, Vin, yeah. 
Gets to seven and probably seven's probably the buy the buy point. Yeah, I, know you I would then. say I don't think it goes. I don't think it goes lower than seven. Okay. If, right. But again, is he a hundred percent? He's not a hundred percent, right? It's not. A question. I, you would assume he's not. So right. uh, and Bean has done a a, a good job, uh, a, a very more than serviceable job. So um, look, you know, it's it, the fact that he's not a hundred percent. I think you, you know, uh, it, don't overreact, right? Okay. So um, the other game I wanted to point out too, in terms of action. Uh, is Nebraska and uh, Nebraska is down to to one now against Purdue. We opened this game two and a half, um, and uh, we were on yesterday. It was uh, still two, it was but still two, and yeah. then they took so they took two overnight and one and a half this morning. Just uh, went to one right now with the Huskers. And again, I think the big question with the Huskers, a lot of a lot of uh, injuries. They had some injuries yes uh, last week uh, to their offensive line. Uh, made the quarterback switch and. Um, Look, you know, I, I listen. I love I love the Huskers' defense. We uh, we've talked about it all season long, which has been very uh, solid. But from the beginning, their offense has uh, has struggled. Even before the season started, Alex, you know, injuries at the wide receiver position. Um, now you've got uh, uh, injuries on the offensive line, which are critical. So this game's down to pick. I don't know if you got involved early or if you have any play on this one at all. Well, you just said their defense is really good, Vinny, mm -hmm. and they're holding opponents to 19.3 points a game. So that did lead me to take a play on Nebraska. Minus two and a half. I didn't get the better number. I didn't expect all this action coming in on Purdue because, I mean, their defense has not been good. They haven't been able to stop the run or the pass. So, I I mean, I it makes me a little nervous. These Big Ten games have... Um, mm -hmm been uneventful to say the least so they, <laughs> they are kind of like tight low scoring games right and dogs kind of have uh, had the advantage there but i am on nebraska i am on nebraska as well i'll probably go back for a little bit more i i just this purdue team's really not neither of these teams are any good but i'll take the home team here and nebraska's headed in a better direction though, you know what? Right? They're, they're, i mean they're, they're with rule is so good. yes they have a really yeah. good defense I think the way yes. they, I like their philosophy too. Uh, uh, get some friends there that uh, follow the program very closely, and and, and look, and they're fans, but they're pretty objective. Um, pretty hard, hard practices, full, full contact. I mean, no, not, uh, not a shock. Then. No, I mean, hitting everything. So um, it's, uh, I think it rules got them headed in a in a good direction. A low total too, right? Thirty nine, thirty nine and a half. Don't so. mind that under. No. You know, Don't mind that under, even yeah. at the really low total. So, so this one, you might have to check. I think this might have a little snow, too. Double check. There was, there yeah. was one game I was trying. Not good weather. Yeah, right? I, it's it's pretty uh, no, uh, no, pretty soggy, uh, no, pretty cool and no, breezy. No snow, but, but it's 36 degrees yeah, at kick. So cold. it'll be cold. Yeah. It'll be cold in Lincoln. Um, Vinny, uh, what, what else do you have? At Oregon and uh, Utah here. Uh, look, we know that Cam Rising is done for the season, but uh, our friends uh, uh, at game day are, are, are there uh, for this one. So uh, six and a half and seven. Went down to six now. Um, so it was toggling back and forth, laying six and a half, taking the seven with the uh, Utes at home. Uh, but now a six uh, on that one. I'm not, are you involved with this home dog, Alex? I am not involved with this home dog. I think that everybody is overreacting to what we saw from Utah last week. I mean, if you watch their games throughout the season, their offense mm -hmm. could barely do anything. Yes, Bryson Barnes, you know, coming off his career high game. But you have to remember that Utah just plays USC tough. I don't think Caleb Williams or Lincoln Riley has a win 
against them. So that was kind of expected yeah. for them to play USC tough. I know they're at home. I know that this is a tough environment to play in. But I just think Oregon is the much better team here. Yeah. I, I could see myself uh, jumping in a little bit, maybe. Laying the six? Maybe laying the six, maybe a little uh, in-game okay. if I have the opportunity. Nothing. All right. Nothing. I, I, I don't. I, I don't like Utah's offense. Said that on the show yesterday. Oregon is an offense that is capable of scoring even on an elite defense. I, I like I said yesterday. If, if Utah somehow gets the twenty, they'll cover. I don't mm -hmm. think you're getting the twenty though. Watch uh, one other one. Well, a game that's uh, you know uh, obviously the cocktail party. We're going to watch uh, fifteen on Georgia when they open uh, down to fourteen. They did take. Uh, uh, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of pops at 15, 14 and a half. No Brock Bowers, uh, so we're going to find out some things uh, about Georgia here as they get into a very interesting part of their schedule, uh, particularly with uh, with that injury and another game that's moved quite a bit. It might surprise some folks. Iowa State from one and a half got as high as three and a half until we uh, we took some Baylor money and uh, 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 went back to three. Yeah, that one surprised me. We talked about that on the yeah. show a little mm -hmm. bit yesterday. Yeah. I a little too aggressive for my liking mm -hmm. on, on Iowa State. They are the better football team, but you are asking them to go on the road in conference play. Mm -hmm. You already did it against Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is the worst in the in the, in the conference at this point in yep. the Big 12 with 14 teams. But I'm, I, I think that's still good with three on, on the Bears at home uh, if you wanted to touch that one. I, I don't know if you played. I don't think you played that one. Alex, I didn't. Right? Yeah. Oh. Vinny? Let you go back to your day job. I'm going. Good to be with both of you. Vinnie Malley, you'll be listening everyone. the rest of the way. Absolutely. I want to get Alex's pick so we, we keep we track of this sharp money. We already got a few of them. That's here good. In this opening segment, we have yep. more from Alex on her plays today. Boy, it is a really good Pac-12 after dark game today that some people may not realize is as good as it is. Alex has a play on that and some more. We get back. Sports by the book here at the South Point Studio. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. 
voted Best of Las Vegas. It's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back in Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White alongside. Happy to be with you. Big shout to our guy, Vincenzo, Vinny Maliulo, who joined us for the first 25 minutes of the show. All right, we got a lot to get to. Alex, I just want to go back to Kentucky and Tennessee real quick because this was one of your better plays. The market is starting to move on Kentucky here. Behind us is the lone remaining four in this game. Now, I just want to go through this real quick where Tennessee last week, we, we both mentioned it, poor in the second half against Alabama. Kentucky's played two straight poor games against arguably the two best teams in the SEC East in Georgia and Missouri. Uh, just with, when you're dealing with, a, a te with teams that are so familiar with each other as well, isn't that usually like, all right, the home dog, you're more inclined to take the points even if the numbers don't necessarily, even though the numbers did match up here, even if they didn't match up as well as you would like sometimes? Yes, absolutely. I mean, as you mentioned, know each other very well. And this Kentucky team, I said it, they're a lot better than this Tennessee is used to. So, I mean, yeah, I like the points here definitely. And Tennessee, their offense with Joe Milton, I just don't think it's the same Tennessee team as well. Good environment, night game, great crowd. I'm actually looking forward to this one. Let's uh, let's uh, keep it uh, in that region of the country. Let's go to Florida State at Wake Forest here. This is a game that's starting at the top of the hour. Florida State undefeated. I would say at this point, if there's one team that I feel confident in being in the college football playoff with all the factors that go into it, the Knowles are that one team that I think will get through the schedule at 13-0 and and will be in the college football playoff in some fashion. I didn't say they're going to win it. I just said they're going to be there. Taking on Wake, who beat Pitt last week. Alex, the total's been bet up. This is the direction you've, you went here. There are still some 52s in the market. Would you consider playing that lower number at 52 over right now? I wouldn't take 52. I made it 54 and a half. So I jumped on a 51 over 51 and a half. Um, like you mentioned, Wake won last week, 31-21, as a six-point underdog. So we just need 10 to 14 points. From Wake Forest here, the Seminoles averaging 41 points a game. I feel very good about them putting some on the board for us. And as you mentioned, I mean, they are on the road to the college football playoffs. So should be a good game. And, you know, I still think that they will give us their full effort because they know what's at stake. The Wake Forest team's not any good. Uh, that's my real takeaway from this game. This game didn't pop at all for me. So nothing on this. Uh, Alex, on a earlier better number. On the total at 51, 51 and a half. Let's, uh, you know what? It's, it's rare that Clemson becomes an afterthought. And they are an afterthought now. They're on the road at NC State today. Totals down to 44 and a half. Clemson's a nine and a half point favorite on the road, which is kind of more of an indictment of what NC State is at this point. 43 and a half was the number that you got here, Alex. So I'm going to say uh, that you like 44 under as well. I do. I do like <laughs> under 44. I did jump in at 43 and a half. I mean, Clemson's defense is definitely the strength of this team. We're 
they're known for their defense under Dabo Sweeney. You know, he's done a great job there. But their offense has not been very good this year. And then Brennan Armstrong, you know, he has struggled with NC State. And I think we see um, Clemson's pass defense really take advantage there. So under 43 and a half for me here. Clemson, I will say this with Clemson. When I didn't expect it to go fall apart this quickly after Dabo lost his coordinators, but they are right on the march to being totally irrelevant in the college football landscape, which is amazing for a program that won the title twice. He had Deshaun Watson. He had Trevor Lawrence. Kind of just shows when you have an elite quarterback, it's a lot easier to win <laughs> at any level of football. They haven't had that since Trevor Lawrence got drafted in the NFL uh, in that 2021 season, and it has showed the last two years with a very mediocre football team these last two years there in Clemson. All right, let's uh, let's go back on a rotation number here. I actually accidentally skipped this game. West Virginia on the road at Central Florida. You don't have a play in this game. Bounce has the site for this one. It's six and a half. I did lay it with Central Florida. Uh, total 59 here. I actually don't mind that over. Uh, the big difference between West Virginia, Alex, from their really good, shocking start to the year was their defense played really well. The only game their defense didn't play well in those first five games was a game at Penn State. That's acceptable. Penn right. State's a legitimate top seven team in the country. And don't care that Ohio State shut them down. Only the really elite defenses have been able to show an ability to slow Penn State down. But West Virginia's defense had come really back to earth the last two weeks. Over 70 yards to play to Houston, over 70 yards to play to Oklahoma State. A 28-point fourth quarter by Oklahoma State last week to lose at home to the Pokes. Central Florida's offense with Plumlee's good offense. And I expect Central Florida to be able to move the ball. I wish it was down to six. I don't think we're getting there. That's why I laid the six and a half with the Knights. And last week you you were on the Knights as well. And you jumped in on a little in-game. So I had, that, had, had a double. Yeah. yeah no so, sweat on so, the Knights last week. So I don't blame you for uh, for backing them again this week against West Virginia. Let's uh, let's go to North Carolina, Georgia Tech real quick, Alex. Uh, there's some 11 in the market now on this, which is uh, only one book, which is the market low. Behind us, 12, North Carolina at Georgia Tech. Uh, the matchup here. Boy, UNC was just a disaster last week. The worst, I would argue, the worst loss of the college football season, which every, with everything at stake. UNC legitimate, legitimate path to the playoff as of yes. last week. If they win out, they probably get there. Now it's well, even if you beat Florida State in the ACC title game, that loss to a, one of the worst Power Five teams in the country in Virginia, that's going to get held against you. Now they're twelve point favorites or eleven, depending on where you're looking right now. I laid uh, I laid eleven and a half earlier in the week with UNC, which means I'll probably be going back for eleven. <laughs> with with the Tar Heels here. Georgia Tech's bad, and this is a really good bounce-back spot for the Heels. I completely agree. Terrible loss last week, but I want to see how North Carolina responds. I do think that they bounce back here against Georgia Tech. And, you know, Georgia Tech, they've they've fallen apart in the last few weeks as well. I know because I, I had them with the points a couple times. So I, I like that play here with North Carolina. That was definitely a lean for me, but I haven't taken it yet. Quick uh, quick report on the Kansas game. Just want to go through this. Brett McMurphy with this latest one. Bean is going to start. Daniels is dressed and available if needed. 
But that has not stopped the betters here because this is down to seven in most spots right now. Behind us, still one of the few seven and a halfs that remain in the market on that game. Wind also a factor, as we mentioned earlier. That's really the bigger thing in those Midwestern games. Wind more than precipitation, as we know uh, in the Colorado games. The potential for up to a foot of snow in that Air Force and Colorado State game. I like that move here. I, I would prefer a healthy Jason Bean over Jalen Daniels out there just, you know, injured and not being able to do his best. So that's good. We have him if needed. If needed uh, for Daniels. Uh, a little surprised uh, that this market is uh, still moved on that news. That's uh, starting to go back to seven and a half at okay. some spots now. So that, that, that makes a bunch of sense to me. All right. Let's go to this one, Alex. Wyoming at Boise State, the matchup here on the blue turf. I did not bet this game yet. Uh, it's four and a half mostly in the market, four and a half behind us here at the South Point. There is a one five. It opened five earlier in the week. At five, I don't mind Wyoming. Uh, I don't know if it's strong enough for me to play that. It's a weird spot for the Pokes on the road. Boise is still alive, even with that ridiculous loss they took a few weeks ago in Fort Collins against Colorado State. They're still alive in the race for the Mountain West Championship game. Oh, they definitely are. And I think this is a great bounce back spot for Boise State. I actually did lay the five. They say you should take the favorites early, you know, and sometimes it still doesn't go your way. I don't like betting against Wyoming. They are a very tough team and they find a way to stay in these games, but I think this is a really important one for the Broncos, so I backed Boise State. Broncos, who obviously had a very bad time of it in non-con this year, pummeled by Washington, lost that close game at home to Central Florida. I just don't like yeah. their coaching staff. I, this is it's not it's not your uh, Chris Peterson days anymore. Right. It, it, it is uh, a coaching staff that I don't think should be coaching at this level at the Boise State level, and it's part of the reason you're three and four this year but i in the end i'm not gonna i'm probably not gonna touch this game alex is on boise state laying the five against wyoming here today all right i want to touch on this again we touched on it a little bit with Vinny, but i want to get your your deeper thoughts on oregon and utah uh here today uh salt lake city of course the side college game day there the utes at home six point underdogs behind us there's also six and a half in the market on this one 47 a total. Both of these teams are still alive for the Pac-12 championship game. And uh, I guess if you're still alive for the Pac-12 championship game with one loss, you're still alive for the college football playoff. That's right. And both of these teams have been very good. I think Oregon is the best team in the Pac-12, though. That is why I, I took a little flyer on them to win it. So I do think Oregon gets it done here. You know, Utah, known for their defense, very good all year long. And then... They are coming off two games of 34 points, so we've seen their offense start to come alive, but I just don't think we're going to see that same production from Bryson Barnes two weeks in a row, especially Oregon's defense is a lot better than USC's defense. Well, yes. I, I, <laughs> I think if we had a defense with the five of us in the studio as half the defense, it might be better than USC's 11 right now. I, Ann's head perked up when I said that. I don't think Ann is believing me on that one. Uh, but uh, regardless, on the on Oregon, I, I just want to look at this from the Ducks' perspective okay. real quick because Utah, they're really well coached. They're very physical. They're not good enough to run through the rest of their Pac-12 schedule undefeated. But for Oregon, where the Ducks are 6-1, and one, their lone loss losses a field goal game against a legitimate top-five team on in their building, 
where there's a legitimate argument that Oregon was the better side that day. They just didn't get it done. You win out. If you're the Ducks, you're in. You go 12-1 and with a rematch win at Washington yeah. against Washington here in town, just due north of the Legion Stadium, you're getting into the college football playoff. Utah, they're just, I don't think they're good enough to win out. Their offense, 34 points last week is like Washington scoring 70. So it's not happening again. And they have to go to Seattle in two weeks. They're probably not winning that game. So for the Ducks, they have everything to play for. I think the number's right at six. I think it is right. I think that total's too high, though. That's the one thing I'll say here. At 47, you're, you're dealing with a really good defense with the Ducks. We know Utah's great on defense, and their offense is mediocre. This has the feel of a 23-14, 23-17, something in that pocket that gets you under that 47, Alex. That would be my favorite play from this game. I like it. I was definitely leaning towards the under. I might have to jump on Oregon money line parlayed with the under here. Wow, I don't, I don't know. It, Oregon's a good good money line parlay team mm-hmm. today. Uh, if you wanted to go that route, uh, again, I just don't think Utah has the horses on offense in order to pull the upset, unless if that defense does something spectacular, which, hey, not impossible for them to do that. It's a shame that we don't get to see Cam rising at all I this agree. season because – I would like to see what that team looks like, especially in this conference that has so many good teams. Oh, it it is a it's a shame. Let's go to your uh, your alma mater real fast. Okay. How about that? UNLV bowl eligible with the win a week ago over Colorado State on the road today at Fresno State. Alex, I, I will say this: this has been actually one of the more interesting bet games here at the South Point where this open nine and the betters actually came in and took the nine with UNLV. And now it's been bet back up to nine in this one, total 57. My concern with this one, because in, in the way that I looked at it this week, it actually did look like, all right, this the number is pretty good on UNLV, but this really feels like a brutal spot for them. It, You're it, going on the road to a team that is, to me, the second best team in the league, still on the Air Force is better than Fresno. And you just got bowl eligible for the first time in a long time. This has the classic letdown spot written all over it, potentially for the Rebs. It really does. And I actually made Fresno um, a 12-point favorite okay. here. So I don't know if I'm I'm really tough on the Rebels and, you know, don't uh, – I haven't uh, adjusted with them enough uh-huh. yet. But, I mean, Barry Odom, he is a great coach. He's done really good with this UNLV team. I wouldn't be shocked if they hung in there. And even, you know, put up a good fight against Fresno State. But it was definitely a stay-away game for me. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to play it. I'm just too concerned that this is one of those where, hey, you, you reached your goal. You got to a bowl game. Team probably is not quite ready for that next step of making it to the Mountain West title game. Which, hey, if they win out, they will be there. And that game will be at Allegiant Stadium. But it's it just one of those where the spot is brutal against a good Fresno State team on the road there. Uh, late game, 7.30 Pacific, so uh, you, you're up late. That, that's your uh, Mountain West after dark game here tonight. All right, I want to hit one more before we take a quick break. USC in Berkeley taking on Cal. Alex, I am sure I'm going to dislike myself midway through this game. I, I bet USC laying 10 against Cal. Uh, I, total got bet down to 66.5. I know it's a dangerous game to lay points with a team that can't stop anyone. But I really do not like this Cal team. And if there's a team that's going to give up 50 to USC, 
it would ha- it would come today for USC's offense to show up and look like that unit we expected them to be all year long, not the one we saw the last two weeks. So it is really interesting, right? Because we could see that US USC team show up. I mean, they still have the chance to play for the Pac-12. Their season is not completely over, but how how are the players feeling? Do they feel like their season's over because they no longer have a chance to be in the playoffs? But I agree with you. This Cal team is not very good. And I just stayed away because I didn't know which which USC team we were going to get. I think this is for USC. We talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday with Chris and Vinny. They're going to be a dog at home next week against Washington. They are 100% going to be a dog in Eugene against Oregon. And in UCLA, that's a a flippy game at the Coliseum. There's a real chance that this is USC's last win of the season, as wild as that may seem. So I, I think this is a good smash spot for them. The problem is we have not seen, other than that, the first three games of the year where they put 56, 66, and 56 on their first three opponents, where San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, not a murderer's row of opponents. Not at all. We have not seen them play well against reasonable teams all year. So that is the one concern here, even though Cal is closer to those teams than the other teams that we've seen USC play so far this year. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to look at everyone's favorite cocktail party down in Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia, getting it going later this afternoon. And also, Washington is a huge favorite against Stanford. We'll see if Alex has any thoughts on that one. When we come back, Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. We have 11 amazing restaurants featuring a wide variety for every price range and appetite. South Point's Garden Buffet has something for everyone at unbeatable prices. Or if hunger strikes in the middle of the night, join us at Coronado Cafe. The American menu offers breakfast, lunch, or dinner 24 hours a day, plus a Chinese kitchen for authentic Chinese dishes from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. From steak and eggs to wonton soup, it's fast and friendly service 24-7. When you need a quick pick-me-up, you can find it at our state-of-the-art Starbucks just inside the main South Point entrance. Order ahead with the Starbucks app for easy mobile order pickups. Or enjoy your favorites in the relaxing dining area anytime, day or night. If you love Mexican food, Baja Miguel's has all of your south of the border favorites. There are dozens of classics to choose from, like fajitas, ceviche, chimichangas, tacos, and more. And for spirit lovers, Baja's colorful non-smoking tequila bar is right outside. Or maybe you're in the mood for seafood. Big Sur Oyster Bar has fresh seafood prepared right before your eyes. Savor freshly shucked oysters, crab legs jambalaya, shrimp and lobster, beers on tap, and a selection of fine wines are perfect to pair with your seafood favorite. Whether lunch or dinner, you'll love this fun atmosphere located just off the casino floor. Ready to shake things up? Step back in time and treat yourself to one of the oldest restaurant chains in the country. Steak and Shake, famous for original mouth-watering steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes in a variety of flavors. For some old-fashioned fun, try Steak and Shake. Final segment for us here on Sports by the Book today. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White. Of course, last 
man standing champion of a year ago in college football up at Stations Casinos. So again, we we, we don't mention that enough. We need to, I need to I need to remember to mention that every single show. Uh, but Alex, of course, uh, with the plays today in college football, we'll get to one more in the Pac-12 that you have in a little bit. But I want to go to Jacksonville first because Florida takes on Georgia. This is technically Florida as the home team in this one. Georgia, no Brock Bowers, who, Alex, I'll just ask you this real quick because we I had this discussion with Vinny two weeks ago. Obviously, he's not a quarterback. He's a tight right. end. But to me, he's the best skill position player in the country other than Marvin Harrison Jr. He's the one guy that you can take off of Georgia and say, okay, there is a discernible difference to the line. I'm not even sure how big of a difference Carson Beck to their other quarterbacks is. But I know that Brock Bowers to the next man up, that is a significant difference for this Georgia team. Oh, definitely. I would say two and a half points. I don't I don't know what Vinny had, but... Yeah, and quarterbacks are are usually two to four, so it, it is very it's close. It's a big deal. Yeah. And I, I will say this with Bowers. Again, for, for Georgia, they're still, by the, by the rankings, which we know don't matter for betting, they're still number one. Power ratings-wise, where do you have Georgia right now? Where are they still, still top five for you on Still the, top five Still top me. five? I, I think they're probably closer to five than they are closer to one at this point. But this is a Florida team and a rivalry game where Florida, of course, they lost week one to Utah. They got decimated in Lexington a few weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago was the last time we saw Florida. They did not they uh, they did not help you out in that game in Columbia, South Carolina, where South Carolina somehow blew that game to Graham Mertz and company. It's 14 right now, down from 15. I still think Florida's okay at two touchdowns in this game, Alex. See, I don't hate that at all. I don't have a play in this one. I am buying the fact that I think Georgia does slip up somewhere here, but I don't know if it's this game against Florida. You know I really like your alma mater and mm -hmm. Missouri, and that one's coming up next. So I'm kind of leaning more towards maybe Missouri gets the upset, but big rivalry game, neutral site. I mean, it's a great environment out there. And the Gators, they play Georgia tough every year. So I don't hate taking two touchdowns with them. Mizzou and Ole Miss, the next two games on deck for Georgia. The good thing for the dogs is they're both between the hedges there in Athens. So both home games, yep. a, a real chance uh, to uh, still still get the 12-0, and 0, which is all that really matters for Georgia. And then, all right, then you're in a flip game against Alabama or a favorite against LSU in Atlanta in the SEC title game, Georgia goes 13-0. We know Georgia's getting the number one seed in the college football playoff, or at worst, the number two seed in the college football playoff, and more than likely playing that game in New Orleans in the Sugar Bowl. Let's uh let's go, let's backtrack here on the rotation numbers. Let's go to Oregon State and Arizona, because you have a play on this game, and this is actually a sneaky good game late uh here in Tucson. Arizona playing much better football over the last few weeks they're over 500 they get Oregon State whose lone loss this year was on the road in Pullman against Wazoo somewhat of a similar spot here on the road in Tucson three-point favorites the Beavers are I agree and I don't think it was a fluke that Arizona beat Washington State I mean they've been playing really good football so I think the the betting market has finally just caught up to them um because three and a half I mean if you would have 
looked at this game a few weeks ago, you would have been getting a lot more points with the Wildcats. But I did take the three and a half. I do think um, they have a chance to win this game out right now. They're at home. And uh, Noah, is it Fafita? Fifta? <laughs> how do you it's, say it? It's, uh, uh, Fafita is, is how I at least have heard it. Now, who knows? No, Fafita. Fafita's been awesome. He has been yeah. so good for them since he jumped in in week four in the fourth quarter to help the Wildcats beat Stanford. So, yeah, I like this Wildcats team again. They are coming off a bye. I don't know if that actually hurts them or helps them in this case because their momentum was really good. At, you know, beating Washington State and coming off of that. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of the bigger no shows in the country. What Wazoo did against Arizona oh two weeks gosh. ago, uh, just eviscerated forty four six, and it wasn't even that close. Uh, you know, I'm just curious from Arizona, from Arizona's perspective, how much of this is is them, or how much of this is the opponents the last two weeks? Because USC really slept walked that game. Arizona probably should have won that game they at the Coliseum. Should have won that game. Uh, and then Wazoo is in the middle of just a really bad stretch. But they did play Washington really tough. Yes, they did. The week before that USC game. And Washington was clearly the right side, and they should have won that game, and they did. But that was kind of the moment where it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe this Arizona team has turned a corner. The Jed Fish has done a really nice job. Uh, they only need two more wins for bowl eligibility, uh, and they will have a real shot to do it. If they would win today, they are going to a bowl because they're going to either win the Territorial Cup later in the year against Arizona State or they're going to win in Boulder in a few weeks against a battered Colorado team. Speaking of Colorado, Alex, they're on the road today at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. It's down to 14.5 and, and 15 in the market. Uh, you were on the 17 with the rest of the Sharps this week. I can't advocate a play now, though, correct? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm not a big uh, UCLA fan right now. I don't like uh, what they're doing with the rotating quarterbacks. So I think they're, you know, mid in, in the Pac-12. I just, I think this is a good spot for Colorado to get back. And, you know, I may have sprinkled a little on the money line. Really? Yes, I did. Okay, I, uh. That pizza I, money, pizza money. Don't, that don't that I don't see. That. I, You know, so this total is where I'm looking. The total has been bet down in, in this game from 63.5 to 60. Yep. The big question in this game for me is can UCLA take advantage of Colorado's bad defense? If UCLA can take advantage of the Colorado defense, this game is zooming over. Right. I'm not so sure. This 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 is one of those for me where UCLA is a really good defense. Colorado is an awful offensive line. Colorado could be the issue more than anything on the UCLA front because it would be quite the gut punch if UCLA scores 35 points and you can't get over that 60 right. in a game yes. in a game where UCLA is the problem offense here. But I am concerned about Colorado's ability to block in this game. At 17, I did like the buffs. I can't get there at 14 and a half, 14. Uh, I think you're just missing too much of it. What's the number you got on the money line, by the way? Plus 550. Okay. All right. Hey. So if I should have jumped in early, you know, when they were 17-point dogs, but doing all my write-ups yesterday, I talked myself into uh, Deion Sanders really having his team pumped up for this one. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, I, I don't see it, but hey, look, uh, uh, 
Get the 17. That's that's really all that matters. We'll cover don't, the 17 first. Don't you agree, though? Uh, you just mentioned UCLA offense is the problem, but what is that that three-quarter rotation or three QB rotation that they're doing there? Uh, that's usually, usually a thing when you, uh, when you have no, when you have three quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks, exactly. when you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. That same, I, I, yes. I would look, I think it should be Garbers. Like, like Dante Moore is not shown much of anything in his freshman year and he could turn out to be good. I, I would roll with Garbers if right. I'm UCLA. Uh, I, I will say this as well. It is odd to say about a Chip Kelly team that the offense is the issue, right? but that's kind of goes to what the quarterback play has been yes. so far this year for the Bruins, and it's totally reversed of what you would expect out of a Chip Kelly team. All right, before we go here, Alex, I want to go to Madison here real quick. Wisconsin at home, 14.5-point favorites against Ohio State. You know, Ohio State last week, the defense was the reason against Penn State that they were able to win that game. They were dominant. Now they go to to Bucky Badger here. Uh, You know, Wisconsin was lucky last week. Very they should lucky. have lost that game to Illinois and Champaign. 14 and a half feels like a lot, but I just can't get there with Wisconsin. I don't think they're going to have a – I think they're going to have a big problem moving the ball against that Ohio State defense today. And you just mentioned it, Ohio State's defense. And then Wisconsin has a very good defense too. So I like the under here. Um, 46 and a half. Okay, so it's actually gone up a little bit. But Ohio State's offense just isn't – I mean, even though I was on Ohio State last week and they got the win, I was not impressed with their with their win and what they did moving the ball against Penn State. And then Wisconsin, um, miraculous fourth quarter comeback, uh, down by 17, I think. Um, so, yeah, I would lean a little bit more towards the under. I didn't take it, but Wisconsin 14 and a half too. It's it's a little. I don't I don't know. I think it's right there as well. I'm going to stay out of that one. And that could be an in-game play, depending on if Ohio State's offense is capable of moving the ball, which yes. they, would, they they will get theirs. I don't know how much they'll get, right. but they'll get theirs at some point. Uh, but, again, I just was kind of – Big Ten West is an abomination this year, <laughs> to be totally honest with you. All right, one last one. Well, now in Wisconsin, they have a chance to – to win the West, right? With uh, they're in first place. Yeah, with, even uh, even with Iowa having Iowa a tiebreak, uh, they are in first place in that division. Uh, last one here today. I want to go to Austin real quick because we had this conversation a little bit before the show. BYU on the road at Texas. Malik Murphy's going to start in place of Quinn Ewers, who's out with the shoulder injury. Uh, no Arch Manning in this one. It is Murphy, the right. redshirt freshman. BYU is five and two. But their offensive numbers are gross. They're, they're under under five and a half yards per play. They were bad on offense again a week ago, but Texas Tech was not able to take advantage of it. Alex, it's weird to say in a game where Quinn Ewers, one of the better quarterbacks in the country, is out. The betters have bet Texas here. It's up to 20 now on the horns with a total of 50 in this one. And there's even some 20 and a half in the market now. Yeah, I had no interest in taking the points with BYU, so I can see them. The movement here with Texas, I mean, they are the better team. Their one loss came late in that game against Oklahoma. So I I think the number is just right. I have no play on it. But you're right. BYU, I was on them last week. Good situational spot. They were at home. Got Texas Tech in a bad spot. They were on their third-string quarterback. 
But still, looking at those numbers offensively, they just they just can't really do anything. No, it's not a, not been a good go so far this year on offense for BYU. But hey, one more win, they're bowl eligible. That's all they're really playing for this year in their first year in the Big 12. All right, that's all the time we have. This has been Sports by the Book. Alex, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Yes. 9 a.m. for our NFL show. Vinny will probably be back at some point. Who knows? Maybe Jimmy will even show Very up good. tomorrow. Uh, for Alex White, I'm Jeff Parle. Shout out to the crew, Sean and Jerry here today, making sure we're on the air and we're somewhat in line. No, not all the way in line, but somewhat in line. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again tomorrow. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio.